didn't see the, if you actually see the clock. The time is up there? Okay, so. Good luck, which I did. Oh, it's coming back. Oh, it's coming back? Okay. Last time you did So let's just begin. So we're discussing Hilchais Moksa. Hilchais Moksa. Um, we'll just begin before we say that Allah, I think. I heard this quote of Hashem's Rizkarov and Hashem Shem Shempinkis, maybe one quote or the other, I don't know. That on Shabbos, one of the things that uh, shows what Shabbos is is the, is, the, is the rules of Muksa. What does that mean? On Chol, the weekday, what do we do with our hands? I don't know, whatever you want to do with your hands. The Gemara says, you have most funny things, your hands are everywhere. On Shabbos, your hands can't be everywhere. Because on Shabbos, anything that you're doing with your hands, you have to wait. Uh, is that Moksa? Am I allowed to pick this up? Am I allowed to touch this? Am I allowed to move this? Can I open this drawer? Everything is potentially Muksa. So Muksa shows us what Shabbos is. It's a beautiful uh, Hagdara in the rules of Muksa. So let's, let's, let's begin Muksa. Muksa has a few basic categories. Before we get into the categories, we have to uh, focus on the, on the headline of the rules of Muksa. The headlines in Shulchan Aruch, uh, not such a known fact, were written by the Machaber himself, or his Kairi. He wrote the headlines. So here in Simon Shin Ches, which is the first major topic of Muksa, it says, Dvarim Hamutarim Ve'asurim Letaltel B'Shabbos. Items that are permissible and forbidden to move on Shabbos. And that is rule number one of Muksa, which is a bit of an unknown, misquoted rule. What is forbidden about Muksa? Tiltel Muksa. Negias Muksa, touching Muksa, is not forbidden. It's not forbidden. So that might be the reason why if you're ever standing and leaning on a car and someone came over to scream at you that, oh, it's Muxa, you can't lean on it. But but I'm not moving it. I'm not moving it. So if it was an animal, if it was a tree, maybe there are different halachas, you're putting your whole weight on it and this and that. But Muxa is tiltal Muxa. If I was sitting here in front of me, I have an iPad sitting on my table. So this would be a Friday night. And, I went, and I'm sitting in my suda, and I wanted to come here, and I don't know, put my plate on top of it, and I don't know, put my hand in it, and I don't know, move it. I didn't, I didn't move it. If it doesn't move, it's not muksa. So from already seeing the headline, it's tiltal muksa is forbidden. Tiltal muksa. Number one, what is tiltal muksa? Before we even get into the categories, what is tiltal muksa? Maybe we'll, we'll title today, what is not muksa? That's what we're learning here. What is tiltal muksa? So... Tiltal means moving, moksa means moksa. So moving moksa. No, that's not what that's not what tiltal moksa is. That's what the Chazanish means he says tiltal moksa is. But we Baskin generally like the Mishnah that tiltal moksa means the normal way where I say in a better moving moksa with your hands. Moving moksa with your hands. That is moving moksa. If I go and I move moksa, I can't move so on Shabbos, I have this sitting in front of me. On Shabbos, if I have this sitting in front of me, and I'm like, wait, that's an Apple pencil, so I, I don't know anything, but it's it's probably some level of muksa, and I need a, it's my Shabbos too, though, so how am I going to move the thing? So once we learn, maybe we'll learn that it's a cliche, not the least, and it's called its plate. You don't know anything. So you don't know anything, what do you do? Don't use your hands. Use yours, says Mishabura, your mouth. <laughs> And move it. Blow. Or blow it. Blow it. Blow something. Use your foot. You Use your foot. Use your foot. Uh, uh, uh. So there's a reason why I gave foot, mouth, blow. Elbows. Atsiliyad. The Mishnah says something called Atsiliyad is the back of your hands. The back of your hands. Now, the Mishnah calls back of your hands 
He calls them tiltul min That's not what I just said. What I just said is your mouth is not called tiltul. You're not moving it. You're not moving moksa. The only reason why I'm not being lechatchila is because I gave the hatama that the chazinish disagrees on some of the things I'm talking about. So maybe that's the reason why it might not be lechatchila. Maybe you shouldn't come home on a Friday night and just like start picking up things with your mouth to show that it's allowed. Although the chazinish probably agrees that also we're not getting involved. The chazinish only disagrees. I'll say it very quickly: moving things with your feet if it's the normal derech to move things with your feet. That's, that's what the Chazanish basically talks about. And there are certain things he's going to be upset when you move them with your feet. But let, let's just focus on the Mishnaburah so we understand what's going on. But the Mishnaburah says that the back of your arms is called a total min hatzah. That means indirect movement. It doesn't mean it's not called movement. It means it's called movement indirectly. Is that allowed or not allowed? We're going to get to it. It's a separate topic. Next, that question, it's allowed. It's our Chmikaimai for the place. It's our Kufa for the item. It's our Shabbos in the city of Shabbos. But it's called a movement. So anytime you need to move something, which I, it's a machlik, is what I just said. It could be the Shulchan Acharav, Balatanya. I think it's his birthday, perhaps, today, perhaps, perhaps, Chayel, for all those who know. But um, yeah, right, we have a Chassidim over here. We'll tell you about it later. So um, uh, it could be. So it's something to keep in mind. That's why if you move with the back of your hand, it's okay. But the best is mouth, head. Head is going also. You knock it off. Or foot. You come home, and on your table, you just pick up your foot, and you kick it off. Kick it off. You have to pick something up, you take your shoes, use your toes, and you pick it up, and you move it. This is an itza to always move muksa. Why? Because it's not called tilt muksa. So number one, we learned that muksa is only usher to move it. Number two is, even when you're moving muksa, it's only forbidden if you're moving muksa in a normal way with your hands. If you're moving muksa with your head, you move muksa. And this, by the way, if we end the share of muksa here, probably 99% of the time won't be over. Because what's going to happen? You come home and you come to your bed and oh, she left my phone in my bed. And before, is yes, Moksa, I'm Moksa. Oh, okay, I could just use my phone and kick it off. Great, finished. I could just use my head and knock it off. Great. The back of the hand, the rabbi said, not the best, but he also said for some reason it's okay. Okay. And, and in many, if not most cases, you come to the table and sign on the table. You don't know what to do with something, but I, I need to move it somewhere else. And this works. It's not called Tiltal. I just want to show you how far this goes. You have an item outside. You have an item outside. An expensive item outside. You know something like, even item, but if I move it with my foot, I'm not called moving it. So you got to move it. Ah, you gained by the fact. Who cares? You didn't move the item. That is rule number two of Moksa. What about like pulling a blanket? That's, that's, that's something else. Did not give you that example, because that's going to fall into the rules of Tiltal Min Hatzad. You moved it indirectly. The Chiddush here is something called Guf, your body. Tiltal big Guf is not called Tiltal. That's the Chiddush. Tiltal with hands is Tiltal. Big Guf is not called Tiltal. So I told you a bit of Machlekes about the back of your hands, and I said, maybe yeah, maybe no, but if you want to just remember it as a simple rule, hands versus body. Move something with your body, it is Mutter. Now you know a second reason, perhaps, why you're leaning on that car and the guy yelled at you, that it wasn't a problem. Because you're leaning on the car with your body. Tiltal big guf is not <coughs> called tilt. Tiltal big guf is not called tilt. Maybe we'll get back to the car a different time. But again, that is the pastas over here. That's rule number one and rule number two. It's only movement. And it's only movement with your hands, not movement with your body. We really should stop here. You should learn nothing else about Moksim. You'll probably be better off in life. 
Because as we're going to start learning the rules, you're going to start being smart, and then you'll probably start messing things up. But let's hope that we'll get there. Now, the most common, never want to say the most common, because everyone has to then argue what is called the most common. But the most common type of mukso, we're going to give you the basic categories. We have two minutes and 30 <coughs> seconds left. I'm going to give you the basic categories and their definitions, and then we will go through each category and its definition. Basic categories are as follows. We will start from most stringent to least stringent. Most chamer to least chamer. Most chamer is a rock. Is a rock. A rock from outside. And all the examples I'm going to choose hopefully will be very specific. That is called muksa gomer. Muksa machmas gufoy. Muksa gomer, muksa machmas gufoy. You're not allowed to move it for any reason in the world, for its place, for the item, for anything. You're not allowed to move the item. Can you move it with your foot? Yes. You're not going to move it. Great. Move it. Can you lead up? Okay. I'm not going to do that every single time. Maybe I won't. It's like Simon says, stand up. Ah, oh, you're out. Okay. Let's not do that. Fine. Right there. Um, that's level number one. Muksa, machmas, gufoy, muksa, gamma. Level number two. Muksa, machmas, chisaroin, kiss. Something that is muksa do not just to its value. It's an incorrect definition. Due to the way that you care about the item because of its value. That's the way I would like to define it. And that's why a mila knife for all the mailam amongst us, a shrita knife for all the shaykhan amongst us, perhaps a very expensive digital camera, an item that you're very careful with, that you use and you put it back in its place, an item that you don't just leave around, is muksa machmas chasar and kiss. And that has the same levels and the same rules as the highest level of muksa. You cannot move it for any reason whatsoever. Level number three. So really, maybe that's one category we can call the level one. Level number three, Muksa Kli Shemalachtoy Le'isra. I'm going to go one minute over time. I apologize. Kli Shemalachtoy Le'isra. A utensil, very important word, that its primary function, very important word, is to do something usr on Shabbos. The quintessential example everyone gives is a pen. A pen is a utensil, that its primary function is to write on Shabbos, that is a cliche malach iser, you're not allowed to move it unless you need the item, scratch your head, or the place, I need to learn in this place. An item that its primary function is to do forbidden, I'm only allowed to move for itself or its place, not to save the item from getting ruined. My pen is outside and it's going to rain. I cannot pick it up and move it inside to prevent it from getting ruined in the rain. And the final level is which is a utensil that its primary function is to do mutter. And whether you're allowed to move that for any reason in the world or not is a bit of a machloikas, which eventually we will get to. And that are your four. So you have muksa machmas gufa yirak. You have Klish Moksamach Susar and Kiss, your digital, your fancy DSLR digital camera. You have Klishamach Lila Isser, your utensil primary function is to do forbidden your pen. And then you have Klishamach Lila Heter, which maybe is everything else in life. And we'll slowly put more and more things in each category and explain their rules. Klishamach Lila Isser.